With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji. It's all about straight talk with some of the biggest global icons, leaders, entertainers, motivational speakers, authors, life coaches, relationship experts, social advocates, and extraordinary friends as they treat themselves, their experiences, and share their unfiltered thoughts about life issues. I believe in stripping the lies and empowering the mind through the freedom of expression. I'm unapologetic about being open, so I motivate my guests to tell it like it is and help my listeners build a presence of mind while finding their voice. So it's all about the best and authentic conversations with real people about real life experiences. So let's keep it. Unfiltered, unscripted, uncensored, and uncut. You're welcome to today's episode. I'm very excited. First of all, you're listening to the Duchess of Straight Talk. Yes, the expressionist herself. And yes, I'm broadcasting live all the way from Nigeria. Make up Nigeria. Yes, the heart of Africa. <laughs> now, where are you guys listening from? Wherever you're listening from from around the world, uh, welcome to the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji. And yes, we're broadcasting live. Um, first of all, I'm so super excited. Like, you can tell I'm hyper, right? Like, I'm really, really hyper. It's almost like I've been waiting for, for this particular show. And um, 
it's interesting because, you know, we're going to be having a rather interesting conversation. Now, uh, first of all, uh, how, you know, on Talk Wednesday, we had a great, amazing show on Talk Wednesday uh, with my guest, Nigerian actress Adora Uko. And, yes, we talked about what he, what he takes to be bold, beautiful, and big-hearted in the entertainment industry. And she did share quite a bit of her story, her journey so far, you know, um, as an actor and, um, her, you know, just her fashion style and themes. And, of course, she did share a lot of, she did share, you know, some funny tales about, you know, fashion so far, especially with the fact that she's supposed to be this fashion diva and, you know, a TV host. And we did have a, a pretty rather interesting conversation. And you know how it is, I kind of get people to talk a lot. You know, they get to share a lot of the things that they probably normally wouldn't share anywhere else. That's why to make it talk. Yes, um, expression is a sign of strength, not weakness. And this is the one place where you can feel comfortable to be who you really are. It's all about being naked. No cover-ups. We're straight up, you know, bare, transparent. And we tell like it is. Uh, well, it's, uh, first, today we're going to be talking about uh, cyber infidelity. Is cyber infidelity really cheating? With my guest, my very special guest, Dr. Marlene Wazeman. And, oh, she's been rather magnanimous, you know, it's been I've been waiting for this show. We, you know, we scheduled this show for how long? And, of course, there, you know how it is. There are lots of pit blocks on the way and challenges. But, you know, she's been really magnanimous in trying to make this happen. And so I'm very super excited, and I can't wait to get into straight talk with her. Uh, well, and uh, so, yeah, today, you know, the, today the Internet is fast changing the way people interact, and it's having an impact on committed relationships. People are ch- chatting, they're flirting, and even bonding sexually. Now, the Internet permits many to live out their fantasies. They can do and say what they cannot in real face-to-face encounters. Now, this sort of behavior can have an impact on relationships. Now, whether they're negative or positive, I don't know. That's why we have someone like Dr. Marlene Wazerman. First of all, she's um, South Africa. She's going to be live here all the way from South Africa, and she's um, a clinical sexologist, couples, and... uh, couple of sex therapists, and she's an author and a thought leader. And there's just so much more about her, actually. She's also an educator. She's, uh, I mean, yes, we all know she's an author. She just wrote um, her new book, which coincidentally is Cyber Infidelity. It's called Titled Cyber Infidelity, The New Seduction. And, uh, yeah, she's also a parent. She's a partner. She's um, a sex advocate, and she's also a media personality. That's true. Uh, so, you know, I can't wait to get into straight talk with her, uh, let me, I think my guest is here already. Um, hello, Dr. E, hi. Alex, hi. Hello. Nice to chat with you. Can you hear me? <laughs> oh, yes, I can hear you. I can hear you very well. I can hear you. Uh, first of all, let me say um, I'm very excited to have you here on the show. Welcome to the Naked Talk, and we're live. And um, I'm not even sure whether to address you as Dr. Marlene Wazerman or Dr. E. I'm not really sure. <laughs> you wrote on the right, you wrote the book. Um, but right. let me ask you this first. 
who who is I mean, there is Dr. Malene Wazerman, who is a partner, who is a you know and she has a life and then there's this other person, Doctor E, which, you know, basically you've been working, you know, with that pseudonym for a while. Do you feel like there's a difference yeah. between these two these two personalities? Are there two different people? I mean for the sake of those who are listening for the first, you know, who's listening to this show or who are coming across your work or you for the first time, who's Doctor Malin Wazerman and who's Doctor E? Like can you tell us the difference between the both of them? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of confused me for the last 21 years. Um, I dated <laughs> Dr. E 21 years ago. And the reason was because 21 years ago in South Africa on radio. And my name is too long. Oh. You know, Dr. Martin Wasserman is just kind of clumsy. And so it was suggested to me come up with a name. And so Dr. E was born. And over the oh. 21 years, I have positioned myself and I have become this brand which stands for sexual health and sexual rights in South Africa, in Africa, and internationally. So in my therapy room, I guess people know me as Marlene Wasserman in academic circles. Internationally, that's who I am. But in my media life and in the brand and the promotion of, of the work, it's, it's Dr. Eve all the way. Okay, okay. It's it's nice to know the difference because I wasn't really sure. Okay, do I say Dr. Malin Wazerman right now, or do I say Dr. Eve? But for the sake of you know media and the sake of the book that we you know we're going to be talking about and the subject, I think Dr. Eve is probably more appropriate. Um, yeah, okay. You know uh, let's talk about get on and Google. Okay, people get on and Google Dr. Eve. Yes, the history is there. The websites are there. There's all the information about me that I've created over 21 years. So. It's really a rich history. Yes, I know because I was checking out your site. I mean, I went to I went to MarleneWaysonMan dot com, and of course, I went to Doctor Eve. Uh, I think it's Doctor Eve that's here. That's Betty. Am I am I correct? Right. So you know, just trying to you know get a hand of you know these two different personalities, and it's, and it's, I think it's great because you know it's just different parts of your brand or your personality, um, to put it correctly. But let's talk about. Uh, the subject of today, cyber fidelity, infidelity, sorry. Um, yeah. And you, you've written a book. You've written a book. You wrote a book, sorry. It's called Cyber Infidelity, The New Seduction. <laughs> now, for anyone who's probably listening, and they're wondering, what, the, what is cyber infidelity anyway? I mean, people just know what the standard infidelity is. But I mean, for someone who, the average mind, how would you describe what is cyber infidelity? Yeah, so... What we do know what traditional infidelity is, we, we all kind of have a good idea that it's people who are in mm-hmm. committed relationships who break the traditional mm-hmm. vows that they've established to having sexual contact with somebody else, and it may be emotional contact as well. But cyber infidelity has been born out of the device that we carry in our hands. The technology oh. has created a new form of relate, and we all know that because we're doing it 24-7. And through this technology, the accessibility and the affordability and the anonymity, which is called the AAA engine, has afforded us a new way of relating, which we inadvertently find ourselves going in a heartbeat, Alex, in a heartbeat from cyber chatting to cyber flirting to cyber sexting, to actually uh-huh. meeting offline. Uh-huh. So it's a very different uh-huh. form of infidelity. And most people 
don't even define it as infidelity. They just think that, that, as one of my clients said, and that's what the tagline of the book is, it's not that I'm having sex with mm-hmm. because they're not defining it as sex because for us traditionally what we imagine sex to be is a bodily exchange of fluids, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not yeah. happening online, yet it is really <laughs> sexy. And when your partner finds mm. your text messages and, and the images that you send, they get really hostile mm-hmm. and they say, you're committing infidelity. You are betraying the trust and the specialness that we have. And the other person gets really confused. But, but, but no, I'm not having sex or anything. But the feeling of pain mm-hmm. is intense because it feels as if it is a betrayal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um now let me ask you, having an idea now what you know cyber infidelity is, you wrote a book about it. Now, what is this book? You know, cyber uh, the new seduction. What is this book about? I mean, what does it um, what does it address? I mean, for anyone who you know, a lot of people are probably curious about it and probably want to get a copy of this book. What does it address? What do you write about? What is the content of this book? What does it tell you know the average person about cyber infidelity? So yeah. So let me tell you a little about the history of how it came about. Um, okay. uh, Ashley Madison, uh, which is the world's largest dating site for married people, yeah. they came to South Africa mm-hmm. in 2012, and I was very opposed to it. And I spoke out verbally against it because I thought this was an unethical uh, application dating site to bring to South Africa, which, as you know, has such a high incidence of HIV. AIDS, and I thought it yeah. was, you know, multiple partners drive that, and I thought this was really irresponsible. And then over time, okay. women came into my therapy room telling me that they had gone onto the site, and they'd started cyber-flirting and chatting and sexting and going offline, and, and men and women. And these women were happily married. They weren't wanting to get a divorce, and they were feeling incredibly happy without any guilt. Their lives had become better with this experience. Oh, wow. And it became incredibly difficult conundrum for me to understand this. I then went back to Noel Biederman, the founder of the site, and I said, I want to do research. And he said, well, take my database of 39 million people. And I did. I took the database and I started doing research into what is this phenomenon which I call cyber infidelity. It's cyber cheating, online sex. Mm-hmm. And it's always done in secret. It's always done in secret by people who are in committed attachments of some kind or another. And what I found was incredibly surprising for me. I had five countries, South Africa and Australia, Canada, the UK and the USA. I had 62,600 respondents, nearly half of them women. And the, the results wow. have been astounding. Fascinating, and what the book is is the result of all of this research that I put uh-huh. together in a book. And the purpose of the book is to uh-huh. help people see that what they're doing every day, automatically, may well be defined uh-huh. as cyber infidelity, and therefore, inadvertently, uh-huh. breaking the trust of a partner who then finds himself or herself uh-huh. accusing you of something that you didn't plan to do, which was commit fidelity. Mm. 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 Okay. Um, so let me now ask you, why do you think that some of these people engage in this 
online um, affairs or association interaction, to put it, you know, mildly, interaction. Why do people, do you feel like it's it spun out of something lacking in their own um, re, in their own relationships? I mean, why do people engage in this online affairs, or why do they even start these interactions in the first place? Yeah, that's, that's a brilliant question, because one knows from traditional infidelity that the man is going to say, I feel sexually neglected, the woman's going to say, I feel emotionally mm-hmm. neglected, and they use that as a justification mm-hmm. for having a real-life mm-hmm. affair. But it's absolutely opposite mm. with cyber infidelity. My respondents are saying to me, I'm happily married. I get sex at home. I get emotional support at home. So I don't feel neglected. And the men were saying, I just want to have no strings attached sex. I want to be having some experimentation. And the women, I mean, the women, Alex, have been the most surprised force this entire process. The women in the space where there isn't any regulation, where nobody's watching what they're doing, they are owning the online space. They are seductive. They're being seduced. They're provoking seduction. They're going offline. They have come to be owned in this online space. Uh, so it isn't the, re- the regular drivers of feeling I'm neglected. It's because I really am okay at home, but I actually want more. And mm-hmm. I think it is quite reflective oh, wow. of us as a society today. We, we have this absolute mm. feeling that we deserve an entitled to more. We expect more from life and from relationships. And so cyber infidelity is like this newfound thing that we're doing, and we don't really think that it hurts anyone until we get caught. And then it's mm. really difficult. Mm. Mm. Okay, you know what, um, Dr. Eve, how about, you know, don't go anywhere. Let's take a quick commercial break, and um, we'll be back. Just stay www.alexokorji.net to reserve your copy and win two VIP tickets to the book tour and match. Okay, we're back. Um, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. And yes, my name is Alex and I'm broadcasting live from Lagos, Nigeria, the of Africa. Now, if you're just tuning in, um, 
it happens speaking with my guest Jessica went on the commercial break. I've been talking to my guest, Dr. E. Um, actually, Dr. Malin Waverman, all, you know, globally known as Dr. E. And we've been talking about, you know, cyber infidelity and um, just about her book, her new book, um, Cyber Infidelity and New Seduction, as well as her thoughts. And, you know, some of the research, you know, the content of the book and, you know, the research that she's done in, you know, getting um, the content basically for the book. And uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, don't forget you can join this conversation. Uh, the number to call in is 215-383-3766. Uh, if you're calling outside the United States, uh, please make sure to dial plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six. And yes, use your hand raising effect. Make sure you press one so I know that you want to contribute. Because we don't press one, I would just think you're just listening. So um, yes, and of course uh, you can also get into the chat room and um, you know chat chat with us, sending your messages and your contributions to the read on the show. Or you can tweet at Alex Akurji. Just hashtag the Naked Talk and tweet at Alex Akurji and uh, your tweets will be read on the show. Um, so uh, just before we went, um, we, hello, Dr. Eva, are you there? Yes, Alex, are you here? Yeah. Okay, 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 fine. Um, so, I mean, we'll, you, you, were, you know, we're talking about um, um, why people engage in this um, affairs just before we went on the commercial break. Now, let me ask you. In your opinion, I mean, just before we get into all the other comments, in your opinion, you know, based on the research that you've done and, you know, the content of your book, do you, is cyber infidelity really cheating? <laughs> do you think it's really, I mean, what, where do you stand, where do you stand, you know, around this subject? Is it really cheating? Do you think it's really cheating? I mean, uh, Alan, there, like, where, where does one draw the line in terms of the interactions that people make online? Yeah. Yeah. Um, fact is, infidelity is one of the most painful experiences that any person can have. You know, the breaking of trust, that feeling that you're not the most important, not the one and only to something mm. incredibly painful. But because cyber mm-hmm. infidelity is something that we're doing, but we don't think it is breaking these vows, couples are forced now to go into these sectors conversation where they have to rewrite their rules of relationship because technology has brought in this other element into their relationship. So couples need to decide for themselves what would constitute cyber infidelity, what would constitute cyber flirting, what would they say would be appropriate or inappropriate, and how much privacy should be allowed. Because cyber infidelity, if you're going to be keeping some secret from a partner, then you know, you know, you're, you're being, you're betraying a partner. So there's a delicate mm-hmm. balance between keeping things secret and having privacy, which I think people absolutely have a right to have privacy, but as long as it's not hurting the relationship mm-hmm. or doing anything to harm the relationship. I think a very important new emergence that has happened, which is part of the, the, the newness of cyber infidelity, is that we no longer have only one form of relationship, which is that we marry or that mm. we're in a significant mm. relationship or else we're single mm. or we're divorced or we're mm. widowed. There are, as, mm. as you well know, a number of different forms of the way people engage today, like mm. casualty, hookups, friends mm-hmm. of benefits, polyamory, mm. queens, singlehood, ethical cheating, mm. 
suddenly the world is open for us and we're saying traditional marriage is not the only thing that I want. And in fact, I don't like what traditional marriage is. Let's renegotiate. Let's mold our relationship different. Because cyber infidelity has become one of the the forms that people are are using. It's it's one online. It's one of the ways that we are communicating. So let's do that in a way that's not going to harmful. Let's agree to what we would consider the definitions are. Okay. Yeah, but um, you know, just listening to what you're saying. I mean, in, in some of these relationships, or you know, some of these interactions. Hello, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Hello. Okay. Yes, I in can some hear of these interactions. Okay. In some of these interactions, I mean, it's very. It's going to be very difficult not to build emotional attachment to some of these people. I mean, let me use myself as an example. Um, I mean, there have been situations. I mean, random situations where you know you meet someone. Or you know someone, and someone you know you're flirting with someone, or someone just says something really nice, and you kind of you know happen it. Now let me give you an example. There is, I mean, a couple of years ago, um, I think 2007, about eight years ago, my ex at the time, my fiance at the time, I remember stumbling on um, a message, an SMS, you know that, or SMS, you know, SMS been exchanging with his ex at the time, right? Mm. And back and forth, and only for me to find this, you know, we talked about. Um, a fantasy that I wanted to share with him, something that I, you know, and we talked about this and we talked about it, and only for me to find that message and see that he was sharing my fantasy, he was passing off my own fantasy as his with his ex. And I remember oh, even whoa. though they never... <laughs> are you, are you, hello, did you hear that? Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 I'm still I'm listening to your pain. You know, no, what did you do? <laughs> You know, so even though he was passing off my own fantasy to her, passing off my fantasy, sorry, as his, and that was something he wanted to share with her. And I remember seeing that message and just breaking down. Like, I just felt, I never felt so betrayed in my life. Like, even though they there didn't have any, even though he never saw her, right? Even though he yes. never saw her, I mean, he was with me physically, I still felt like there was more, right? Because this was something yes. I, was, I wanted to share with him, but he wanted to share it with someone else. Well, Alex, you've just so defined exactly what we're talking about. And, I mean, you felt, you felt devastated, right? Yes, exactly. And was he defensive? So, I mean, did he say to you? Did I what? Did he, was he defensive Hello? about it? I mean, he was pretty much like, look, nothing happened. Like, it was just a text. It was just an SMS. It was just chatting. And I'm like, no, you're not yes. just chatting. This is you know, there's more because this is someone that you have history with. This is someone you have an attachment to. You're sharing something that I think should be between the both of us, right? Because we're the ones right. in a committed relationship and we're about to get married. And then you're sharing this with someone else. And I felt right. so emotionally betrayed because I'm thinking that's not something you should be sharing with a third party. Like it should be between the both of us. So even though he wasn't right. sleeping with her physically, I still felt like, yes. you know, he was cheating on me. <laughs> Emotionally. Yeah, so, you know, that's why I was asking you. Is there, like, you know, for the person who's, the people when they do this half the time, they don't, I imagine that they don't consider that they're actually cheating, which is why I'm asking you from a professional standpoint. 
you know, from a, from a professional view, how do you, what do you, con- I mean, you, you did say, I mean, if you're hiding this from someone else, from your partner, then it obviously is you're doing something wrong. You know, so I, yeah, I just want our listeners to have a better understanding of, of this. Sorry, yeah. sorry to cut you. That's, yeah, that is a magnificent example of exactly what happens. And he probably had no intention to hurt you or betray you. But what happened to you in that moment was that the things that were special and unique to the two of you, he violated that. And it made you feel as if you were no longer the one and only to him. And he couldn't get it because he wasn't having this physical exchange of bodily fluids with her. He didn't see that he was doing anything to hurt you, right? Exactly. And that's where couples get such huge pain because they think that infidelity is only when we have physical contact. And what cyber infidelity is showing us, that it's the emotional contact that hurts as badly as the physical contact, if not more. If not more. Probably even more. <laughs> right. Probably right. Even more. It's, it's, it's much more intimate, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, but let me ask you this. Are there any benefits? Let's look at the flip side of it, you know. Are there benefits to people engaging in this kind of relationship? Like, do you feel like there are parts of it that, you know, there's something that is starting to benefit from, you know, engaging in this other relationships or this virtual relationship. Do you feel like there, you know, there's something they can take home to help the relationship that they have, the real relationship that they have? Yeah. So cyber infidelity includes pornography as well. And a lot of people will say when I'm online chatting and flirting and sexting, it feels for me just like pornography. Even though there's a real person on the other mm. side, I'm using it just to get off, just to masturbate. But the benefits mm-hmm. are definitely there while the person is engaging in the cyber flirting, cyber texting. You feel really mm. excited. You feel happy. You feel alive. You feel sexy because there's variety and diversity in your life. So it has individual mm-hmm. positive benefits to you. And you also feel as if it is more satisfying for you than your emotional and sexual relationship mm. offline. And, and, and the reason mm. for that is that many, many people in real-life relationships do not talk mm. intimately or sexually to each other. So think about mm. what your mm. real-life relationship is like. And that may not be mm-hmm. as intimate and personal mm. as what you can do. Because when you have a device, you think that you're in an intimate space, you're in a private space, and you share thoughts and mm-hmm. fantasies that you don't do with mm-hmm. your own partner, which is pretty tragic. So you feel mm-hmm. fantastically happy until you get caught up. Okay. Now, let me ask you, I mean, because, again, I mean, they're different. Like, you know, you you mentioned earlier about the different kinds of relationships and how, you know, come to relationships, or how relationships are, you know, going beyond just being married or being engaged or being... Now, let me ask you, I mean, there are a lot of people who find dating online, for example, single people who meet online and start a relationship online, right? Now, is it yeah. possible? I mean, do you feel like there's, there's, I mean, from, I mean, with cyber sex or cyber incident or cyber dating or cyber sexting or whatever is going on online, do you feel like, do people, do you feel like when people have even multiple partners online, like people can have multiple partners online and they're, 
um, do you consider it like, I'm trying to imagine because if I had someone who was online flirting with several other women or building different relationships online with different women or with different people, um, do you feel like it, it could be some form of an addiction or it could be some sort of a problem as opposed to someone just, I mean, I know that there are people who could be probably start up this very, who start up this relationship or this interactions and they think that it's harmless because they probably just want someone they can confide in or someone that, you know, um, someone adventurous or some, some, like you said, an adventure of some sort. But if someone creates a habit, whether it's a woman or a man, you know, someone creates a habit and starts to build all, um, sexual relationships online, for example, maybe today they have a new partner and they're sexting or exchanging um, images. For example, I know there are people who send nude photos or whatever yeah. it is, or video sexing or whatever it is it's called. Do you think that this could cyber infidelity or cy- this uh, cyber infidelity with, modern, with multiple partners or having cyber sexing with multiple partners could actually be some form of an addiction? Do you think it could be a problem? It could also be made of a problem for someone. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy around that, Alex. Is you know, is that uh, an addiction? And the, in my book, mm. I talk about the various forms of online behavior. Most of us are just what's okay. called recreational users. That most people are watching mm-hmm. porn because it's arousing, and they can manage it to use it for the purposes mm. of just great fun, either alone or with a partner. Most people are online mm-hmm. because it's fun and it's what we do because we have the devices in our hands all the time. And then uh-huh. there's about 10% okay. of people who really have a problem with being online mm. and with having multiple partners. And those people would have the same problem offline as well. You know, those would be the people who okay. before on the Internet, they were watching porn, going to strip clubs or having a masturbation that, that was bothersome to them because it was so frequent. The Internet has made it way mm. easier that it's much more accessible, as I said. Mm. It's accessible, it's anonymous, it's affordable. They don't have to get dressed to go out to go and do that. So they can mm. have multiple mm-hmm. partners, and it can lead to um, being very bothersome in their lives. So, you know, as a therapist, mm. I would want to assess whether this is something clinical, whether there is an anxiety disorder mm-hmm. behind it, or whether it is you know, mm. something that really does require clinical intervention at that level. Or is it just people who are online regularly and because they're online regularly, they can dip in and out of the cyber chat, but it doesn't cause problem and mismanagement in their lives? One clinically has to differentiate that. I think, you know, we we also need to talk about dating apps like Tinder and Grindr, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Yeah. 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 The dating apps, Tinder and Grinder. The dating okay. apps, Tinder yeah. and Grinder. Are you familiar with them? Yeah, I'm listening. Yes, I am. Okay. Right. Okay. So they've brought in a whole other way of dating. You know, the online dating sites mm-hmm. like OkCupid, um, uh, Match.com. Mm-hmm. They're around, and they, oh, yeah. they, you know, people have to engage with them and fill in forms. But these new mm-hmm. apps, Grinder, which is for gay men for men, and to mm. it for anyone. Mm. They have brought in mm. instant, immediate gratification in a way. So with one swipe, you're able to match meet people. And in minutes, 
Mm. You can actually be oh, standing wow. outside somebody's door who you've just been matched with mm. and meet them. And then go back in your car or go back in the train or whatever vehicle you have and go back online and meet somebody else. So we are seeing a rapid turnover of people who are available for dates. And what that has led to, what that has led to is a dissatisfaction and a lack of commitment. So I can be... I can go on Tinder and I can see somebody who I think is really attractive and people are going offline to meet within hours, maximum five days, minimum five days, and then maximum three weeks. They're meeting offline immediately and they're just checking each other out. And if they don't like each other straight away, they move on and they set up the next day and the next day. So we're not committing spending time getting to know somebody. We're moving on. And what that leads to, and there's been research on this, what it leads to is a sense of unhappiness in all of us because we constantly Mm. feel there could be somebody better or there could be something better and we're Mm -hmm. unsatisfied with what we do have. Mm. Mm. Oh, because we're really out there. Okay, I, I'm going to ask, you know, just if it, with what you said uh, right now, it just brought, to, you know, it came to my mind. Like, is it, isn't it also, I mean, yes, it's okay that we can feel safe behind, you know, the virtual walls because, I mean, you're not physically there so you can feel like, but aren't there, like, isn't, aren't there also, like, safety measures that people need to take, you know, in situations like this? Because there could be some form of predators hanging around this, online spaces. I'm just saying. For example, if I meet someone new and the person goes, hey, beautiful, and, you know, some people are really weird. They just go, send me news, and I'm thinking, are you serious? Like, are you okay? But I can imagine that there are other people who are probably desperate to interact or who just feel flattered or who enjoy the compliments or the attention that they get and can easily fall prey to this kind of situation, because I'm wondering, I mean, especially with attached to adverse situations where, I mean, um, sex tapes are leaked or even photos, just, just because someone sends someone a photo, a private photo of themselves, you know, and, you know, it's leaked somewhere, or this could be somebody, you know, you could have a stalker or someone who could show up. I mean, if you just said something like, yeah. you know, the other side, and you, you could meet yeah. someone who could be a kidnapper or a killer or you don't really know who yeah. <laughs> So yeah. are there, yeah. like, safety measures? Are there, are there safety, like, when you were talking to your, when you were doing your research and speaking to some of these people and trying to find out, you know, did, any, did they mention any kind of safety measures that they take online in terms of how do you no. know when to start to share personal information with, you know, I don't know, like there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's a very important point. And what happens online is because you form these very what's called hyper-personal intimacies. Because it's so Mm. quick and you start disclosing things about Mm. yourself so quickly that you may not even be sharing with your partner in bed with you, you feel as if this person is incredibly familiar to you and you trust this person Mm. even though rationally they're a total stranger to you. And you then begin Mm. to think, photographs of yourself or your body parts to this person because it feels the most natural thing to do. It's like 
you start out mm. and you're chatting, you're then sharing your feelings, you're then sharing your sexual fantasies, and then you want to take it further. It's, it's natural. And so you're sending body mm-hmm. parts and sexual acts that you're doing, masturbating, photos of your breast, of your penis, mm. and you're not thinking danger, danger, danger. You're thinking this is mm. an intimate person, somebody who I know really well, because you're seduced by the fact that this person is somebody that you really know. When in fact it could be anyone. And the danger, and we've seen it more yes. today, is that there is something mm-hmm. called revenge porn, which is a massive legal problem mm-hmm. where people then take photos oh, wow. when disappear and put it online, they go viral, and that's your life gone. Mm. So there has to be a great mm. deal of caution to get out of this romantic notion that these photos are, are going to be safe for strangers. Um, the sadness, I mean, there's a sadness in it for me because I think it's fantastic that, that women especially, Alex, women especially, mm. should have that freedom to be able to be proud of their bodies and show off their bodies mm-hmm. and send it into the world if they choose to without thinking, oh, my goodness, it's going to be used against me. You know, once again, women are set up for mm-hmm. possible violations through this online life. Yeah. Sure. Okay, okay, Dr. Eve. Um, I, I know, uh, how about we take another commercial break? We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Just stay tuned, please. QTAB Events, your one-stop shop for A-class events and entertainment, international artist management and promotion, logistics management, project management, and brand enhancement with affiliates across South Africa, UK, Benin Republic, Togo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, and Cameroon. Wouldn't you rather let our dynamic team treat you like the respectable clients that you are, taking away the stress from your business? Taking away the stress from your business. member of Alex's blog community, ABC, then what are you waiting for? Join now to receive updates and all activities on Alexander and her naked thoughts at www.alexokoroji.net to contribute, interact with other interesting ABC users, and win special giveaways. This is the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji. It's all about straight talk with some of the biggest global icons, leaders, entertainers, motivational speakers, authors, life coaches, relationship experts, social advocates, and extraordinary friends as they treat themselves, their experiences, and share their unfiltered thoughts about life issues. I believe in stripping the lies and empowering the mind through the freedom of expression. I'm unapologetic about being open, so I motivate my guests to tell it like it is and help my listeners build a presence of mind while finding their voice. So it's all about the best in authentic conversations with real people about real life experiences. 
So let's keep it unfiltered, unscripted, uncensored, and uncaught. You're welcome to today's episode. Talk with Alex Agurji. And uh, if you just tune in, I've been talking to the very interesting uh, uh, clinical sexologist, uh, Dr. Eve, and she's been sharing quite a bit of information and sharing a bit of wisdom, really, on, you know, what cyber infidelity is and just, you know, how, you know, just the features and just the interaction that goes on and, you know, what happens and how we can become aware of it and what to do. And um, just as I went um, on the commercial, you know, on the commercial break, I was there, you know, something crossed my mind. Um, hey, Dr. Eva, are yeah. you there? Yes, Hello? of course. Okay, something crossed my mind. Something crossed my mind. You know why I told you my? I remember a friend of mine um, who apparently, you know, her husband. She did stumble on email that her husband had been. Um, but actually, she's now a friend, but she really is a blog reader, you know, and, you know, you know, sometimes you create interaction with these people and build a connection online. And, you know, she did, you know, say that, um, share a story with my community, and she said um, that she stumbled on emails, you know, some of her husband's, had the, his outbox or something, he sent messages, and he had been writing his ex, his ex-girlfriend, for five years. Yes. And sharing stuff and, you know, just telling, you know, how, I mean, even though she is here in Nigeria, his ex is all the way in London, right, and had moved on with her life, and he's supposedly moved on with his own life, but somehow they still have that interaction, and he's sharing all this, you know, I mean, all the things she was saying, you know, she read quite a lot of stuff about, you know, him sharing things that happen in their relationship, and, you know, just how, you know, he, he still loves her and all those. And, you know, even though she was all the way with her own, her own husband in the U.K., and they're here in Nigeria, she still felt like she couldn't go on with the marriage. Like, she just felt like she didn't know who he was, like it was a farce. Now, you being um, a couple's therapist, how, what would your advice, I mean, do you feel like when, you know, partners, when people find, you know, Put out their phone and find out, you know, that their partners are cheating on them online or, you know, engage in cyber infidelity. Do you feel like it's something that they can move past? Do you feel like it's something that they can heal from or they can move? I mean, what do you usually advise or what would you advise if, if there was someone who found out that their partner was engaging in some sort of online interaction, emotional, building emotional yeah. attachment, sorry, with, you know, someone else? So, how do you think, I mean, how, what would you advise? How do they get over it? Now, how do they get over it? That, that was one of the biggest conundrums for me. You know, we always have a problem with mm. exes, Alex, um, because I mm. think that we expect, as, as people, we expect that once somebody is an ex, we can just fall out of love with them and they're gone out of our heads mm. and we should just move on. Mm. But we don't. And I think, I, think, you know, I think we need to acknowledge that as people. We don't just do that. For mm-hmm. me, I tell my clients, you're terminating the relationship as it was, and now it enters into a new phase mm-hmm. where you may just feel mm-hmm. this is somebody who there's still an attachment to. It doesn't have to be alive, but mm-hmm. there is still an attachment. Mm-hmm. Oh, it feels really traumatic. Um, so discovering mm-hmm. the secret, because when it's kept in secret, like when he's emailing an ex and he's not saying to you, 
I'm emailing my ex. We're still having contact, but you know, you're my you're my woman, so don't be concerned about it. You feel desperate. So in the beginning, when when cyber infidelity started coming into my therapy room, I really didn't have any technical skills. I didn't have therapeutic skills because we don't have those skills yet in a academic way. In a clinical exactly. setting, we don't have it. Yeah. so new. We know how to deal with infidelity. Sure. And in the beginning, I mm-hmm. started using all the models that are available to deal with infidelity. But it wasn't working mm. because it's different. <laughs> These were not people saying to me, oh, I want to leave my wife or my husband neglects me. They were mm. saying, oh, I'm happily married, but I just want more. So over the two exactly. years of working, working with cyber infidelity, I've had to develop new tools and new techniques for intervening with these couples. So what I do now is mm. I automatically say to every single couple that I work with, tell me about your online life. Because we've got two mm. lives now. We act in a certain way in real life and we act in a different way mm-hmm. online. On, 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 online. Mm. And so it's important to see that there's a lot of richness in the way that we communicate online that we can take out mm. and put into our real okay. life relationship. So say, yeah. for example, okay. I have a couple who who don't know how to, they, they really avoid fighting, or they fight really badly mm. in real life. They'll then get online and they'll start WhatsApping each other and try to resolve the problem through texting, which is fine mm. up to a point, but eventually you've got to take that and then continue it in a face-to-face mm. way as well. So use technology to help mm. you talk about it, but then also you mm. do have to take skills and learn to talk about it in, in real life as well. So integrating the richness, the best of both worlds into into your real-life relationship. Oh, okay, okay. Um, let, me, let, me, let me talk about this. I remember I was reading your blog, right? And I remember, I think, your first post for this year. It was something about sexual commitment. You know, you're making a sexual commitment. I think it was in relation to the book. You write in the book and you share that story. But you made a list of, you know, there are lots of questions you ask you um, and so, do you feel like people, like people, uh, I mean, we're all supposed to make, you know, have, make a sexual commitment, make a list of things that we either intend to achieve in our sexual lives. I mean, I'm just saying, do you feel like couples are supposed to make, like, do you think they're supposed to have this list of, you know, this sexual commitment is supposed to be a list that they're supposed to make in terms of how they can nourish their sexual relationships or how they can, because, again, I'm saying, like, I know for someone like me, I want to put myself realistic. I mean, I don't mind that someone is engaging, interacted, but then it becomes something more if they're building an emotional attachment to somebody else. And it's very easy because even sometimes you start off something that's just as basic as a friendship, and then you realize you're starting yeah. to miss that person. Like you just realize you haven't even texted the person today. Like, oh, my God, I haven't sent a message. You almost feel like you're neglecting someone who <laughs> shouldn't really be neglected, right? So, yeah. Um, but do you feel like it's because of something lacking? There's something that we could be doing in our. I know you you did mention that, but I want to I want to know that are they like is there like a list, you know, something that we're missing out in terms of the things that we can be building or the commitments that we can make with our partners so that we don't, um, uh, they don't they don't become. I mean, we don't push them out. I mean, because again, there's something you said that was reminiscent, which is the fact that. They're not complaining. They're fine with their life or with their real relationships, but they want more. So isn't there a way that we can give them that more? 
<laughs> you know, do they have to go? Yeah, all I need more, isn't that? Absolutely. In, in real life, people have got to keep being interesting people and being sexually interesting mm-hmm. and bringing things like sex toys, if that's what they choose, bringing mm-hmm. in fantasies or discussions or being people that are just interesting. That's a responsibility we all have mm-hmm. as people in relationships. You can't keep the relationship mm-hmm. alive. You've got to be an interesting person. So by mm-hmm. having um, more, more in terms of other people, it's not the best way to be going in terms of your own real-life relationship. Um, unless you mm-hmm. want to be sharing fantasies or watching porn together, that's something that you can do. But we have to you know, acknowledge that this technology is here and we're interacting with it one way or another. We, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So let's rather be transparent and honest about it because it's always the secretiveness, the secrecy around it that's going to hurt us so very mm-hmm. badly. Can we take, you know, mm. can we have a relationship that feels safe enough to be able to bring in a discussion around other forms of sexuality or sexual play that you want to be having and to keep talking about mm. sexual needs and desires that you have with your real-life partner and not just with an online lover? You know, one of my, the, mm. I asked the respondents, the women, why is it that they were online? Why is it they, they say they have sex mm. at home, why they're online? And they told me they're sexually bored. The other thing they said that they went online for was because they wanted not just sex. They wanted more satisfying sex. And Alex, when I asked Mm. him what was satisfying sex, take a guess of what women think are more satisfying sex. What do you think it would be? What would you guess? (laughs) Go Um, on. I'm I'm setting you up here. Yeah, I mean, you're asking me this. I mean, what would they think would be satisfying sex? Um... I don't know, oral sex, masturbate, I'm not sure. What, 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 what could they possibly be thinking? I don't know. Why don't you tell me? Yeah. So, so, right. I mean, oral sex, oral sex came, came, came second. What came first? Oh, oral sex came kissing Okay. Was kissing and cuddling. Kissing. Kissing and cuddling. Kissing and cuddling. Kissing and cuddling. Meaning oh, my God. That, <laughs> not meaning that, that, that women... And men, because men told me the same thing, are not getting that in their real-life relationship. That basic, basic intimacy that we yearn for is what we go offline to have. They're not going offline and having kinky sex. They're going offline and having kissing and cuddling. I mean, it really makes you think, right? (laughs) And that's true, because, I mean, you're connecting with this person, and this person is telling you how he wants to kiss you from head to toe or something, or... Yeah, oh, yeah. This is, <laughs> this is very yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's true. true. Because... I, I just, I just, um, into, I mean, I'm constantly kind of chatting and anonymously, not constantly, every now and then I'm still chatting anonymously and getting a sense of what people are doing. And I'm you know, still, I mean, I'm quite horrified most of the time because I'm not on a dating site myself. But I check in with Ashley Madison mm. to see what's going on in terms of my research. And, Recently, uh-huh. there was a man who it came, kind of started talking, chatting to me, and I chatted back because for me, all research. And he said to me he was 49 years old and that he was looking for a discreet relationship. Now, people have to be really careful when you're online. You have to read the language. Uh-huh. And I wrote back to him and I uh-huh. said to him, what do you want to do with me? I'm 59 years old. And then... 
he came back and he said, well, actually, I'm 54. So there was the first line. And he said, I'm 54 <laughs> years old and I live on a farm or whatever he does. And then I said to him, why are you looking for a discreet affair if you're single? Your status exactly. says you're single. And he came back and he said, exactly. actually, I have, a, I have a girlfriend who comes to visit me every weekend with her children. I said to him, you are a liar, oh and you are committing infidelity exactly. with your girlfriend. How would your girlfriend feel if she knew that you were chatting to me and weren't wanting to spend time with me in the week and then have time with her mm-hmm. on the weekend? He said, no, she would think it was cheating. And I said to him, well, you're a liar then. You're committing infidelity. But yeah. So, yeah, that's what people It's incredibly hurtful. People feel really sore mm-hmm. from that. You know, they feel sore. And because I am mm. who I am and you know, I don't really care, I phoned him up. I mm. phoned him up and I said to him, do you know what you're doing to other women? You're setting them up. You know, you're a liar. You're practicing infidelity. You're going to hurt your girlfriend. Don't do this, man. Practice some integrity. And, of course, he got really pissed off with me and put the phone down, but that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, this is just crazy. But, you know, it's... Not only is he trying to cheat, he's already lying to this person he's trying to build something discreet with, really. Because, I mean, he's already starting to lie about his age and lie about it. How do you even know he's a farmer or he's whatever he says he is? That's what right? So, you don't know. Oh, wow. That's why people go <laughs> offline. They go offline within you know, one to five days of, of chatting because they want to see. We all really want to see if it's mm. person real. We want to feel it mm. before we really get involved in it. And, and that's an important thing to do. So that is my advice. If you're on a dating site and you're chatting, get offline quickly. Meet mm-hmm. the person. Don't see it as this is going to be my mate for life. See it as an introduction mm-hmm. to somebody new. Then your expectations mm-hmm. are lowered and you're not going to get that hurt. Just be sensible about mm-hmm. the way that you interact online. Don't go because you're needy, you're hungry, you're bored, you're lonely, you have low self-esteem, but then you are making yourself incredibly vulnerable to be hurt and misled. Sure. Mm. Mm. Okay, let me, let, you know, just before we go, because, um, I mean, we, we do have a good time, but I know it's one hour and, you know, I, I can't keep you here for too long. Uh, just before and, we, and guess we, what, we and guess what, show. Alex, I mean, I have, I, I have to go to bed because I'm doing my first TED Talk in the morning. I know. Yeah. I'm so excited. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations on that. I'm going to send you the link link so that you can send it to all your followers when I'm done. Yes, I will. I'll definitely, you know, send it to me and I can put it up on my blog as well. And we're going to have definitely have this um, up on the blog when the post show update. But, you know, I know you need to go to bed because it's actually midnight, almost midnight there in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, just before you go, let, I need to let um, my listeners know, where can we find Cyber Infidelity? We need to buy the book. Where can we get the book? Um, how can we get it? What do we need to do? Where can we find, find it online? Yeah. Yeah, it's available in, 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 on Amazon, on Amazon.com. Cyber Infidelity is there, there as a um, – you can buy the hardcover, and obviously it's there in, in Kindle version as well. So please get onto Amazon. Okay. You can get onto my website. It will cost you a lot more money because you're going to have to get it posted from South Africa. So get onto Amazon.com okay. and get the book and get the book over there. It's freely available. Okay. Okay. 
And okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Come on to Dr. E. Follow me on Twitter. And there's so much cyber chat. I'm constantly sharing new research, new information, and generating new conversations. And I want people to be sharing their concerns on my Facebook page and on my Twitter line. Let's talk about it so that we get clarity and we don't don't end up getting hurt, you know? Mm -hmm. True. You know, I found actually found your page very interesting because you're sharing quite a lot of information on both your Twitter handles. So, um, Yes, and I'm definitely going to be sharing that information with the listeners. But let me kind of let you right. go so that, you know, I don't keep, because you have a, you, I know you have a very, very important morning <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for coming on this show. And I hope I can get you back again, you know, some other time. Maybe we can talk about something else, something to do with I know there's a lot to, you know, there's a lot, you, there's a lot of wisdom you have to share. I know you do have a, a sex toy company and a lot of other things that we can talk about. Yeah. You know, yeah, I you think, know, I think next time we'll talk about well, it'll be great to talk about. I'm going to Lisbon in September. There is the first ever non-monogamy and contemporary intimacies conference, and I'm presenting a paper there on wow. cyber infidelity. And I think after that, wow. uh, when I get back from my travels, we'll have a lot to talk about in terms of polyamory and swinging and new forms of relationship. So that will be a great conversation to have. Okay, that'll be really interesting because I write about love, life, and relationships and reality on my blog. So it'll be nice to have you back on the show. We can talk about something else. But let me let you go so that you can have a great breath before your tech talk tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you so much for the reading. Thank you so much for being Yes, it was nice talking to you too. Really nice. Okay, guys, um, if you're still listening, um, that was uh, an interesting conversation with uh, Dr. Marlene Wazerman. You know, otherwise known as Dr. Eve, and um, it was rather interesting. You know, just having her share all of that wisdom. You know, wow, the things that happen online. You know, it's something that we don't actually consider that um, cyber in cyber relationships or online affairs are actually really considered as cheating. I mean, but um, you know, just just before, I mean, if you're just tuning in and you missed out. Uh, um, you know, a conversation. Let me just take you, let me just recap a little bit for you. Um, you know, just before I got on the show, I was letting people know that today, you know, the Internet is changing the way people interact, and it's having an impact on committed relationships. People are charting, flirting, and even bonding sexually. Now, the Internet permits many to live out their fantasies. They can do all of these things. I think the things that, cannot, and that they cannot start in real face-to-face encounters now, this sort of behavior can have major impacts on relationships to some, and online is just as harmful as a face-to-face, which could include online sexual activities that involves other activities, sexual materials, participating in an exchange of ideas about sex, exchanging sexual messages and online interactions with the intention of becoming sexually aroused. Uh, but yet, people consciously or not, Consider this online dating sexual relationship as real because they experience a psychological reality similar to those excited, elicited by, you know, other offline relationships. Now, according to many, it may also involve experiences typical of other encounters such as sexual arousal, masturbation, orgasm, and satisfaction, though many consider it to be harmless. And, you know, and so it was really, really great to have, you know, my conversation with Dr. Marlene Weiserman, um, otherwise known as Dr. Eve. I mean, 
popularly known as Dr. Hare. And as Dr. Hare, you know, just share a bit about her research and, you know, her new book. And I think it's really, really important for everyone listen to get this book because, like I said, you know, technology is here to stay. That's the future. I mean, look at us, you know, we're leaving the traditional way of doing things. I mean, we're leaving, I mean, here I'm supposed to mature online, you know, internet. And so interactions have, you know, all the social networking and all of that, interactions have obviously gone on to, you know, become virtual and gone on to cyberspace. But also, you know, it's also affecting having its own impact on relationships. And so traditional um, infidelity, you know, is you know, it, it, taking a backseat because now there are other ways that people are bonding and sexting and doing other things, you know, and having the experiences and the adventures that they want. And, again, you know, like, like you know, Dr. Malin said, you know, one cannot be too sure. I mean, if you feel like you're, if you think, if you consider it harmless, but then you're hiding it from your partner, then obviously you're doing something wrong. So um, if you if you feel like you know you're you 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 would not want your partner to see what you're sexting or what you're sending somebody else, or if you feel like you hurt them if they encounter that or if they came across it, or if you feel like um, you rather leave it a secret, then obviously you're doing something wrong. Well, uh, just before we wrap up the show, it's been an interesting. First of all, this episode of TNT 22 is brought to you by our friends at Evolution Magazine. Evolution Magazine is all about giving your hair a voice. And, of course, uh, they bring you the hair side of life. And you can find them at www.evolutionmagazine.com. And, of course, the Tunia Clergy Store for the best in books, music, movies, intellectual property, all your favorite shows and events. Log on to www.tuniaclergy.com and, you know, check, it, check them out. And, of course, you know, our friends at TKB Events, Entertainment and Events, yes, <laughs> for your, you know, one-stop shop, A-Class, A-Class Entertainment uh, Company. Um, you can visit them at www.ktvevents.com. And, yes, they are also handling, and they're the host of um, the hashtag SYC. Hashtag SYC is Share Your Closet. And it's a Jagger Paul Foundation. The SYC is the Share Your Closet Charity Event. Um, Hosted by the Jacob Paul Foundation, organized by the KTB Events, and if you're interested, it's really about sharing your closet and giving back to widows and the less privileged in slum areas, and uh, basically empowering them. So yes, you can share your quite a number of stuff if you really want to be involved. Uh, check out uh, hashtag SYC. <laughs> yes, I'm involved. I like you know I like to support charity. Um, it's always important to give back and just empower. I mean, you know, I'm all about empowering people. So um, don't forget, um, you can contribute to, you can, you know, contribute to the SYC. Join them, and there's so many things you can give back, you know. Yeah, that I means you've got clothes that you don't use, home appliances, um, you know, there are things at home that things you probably just throw away. You can give them to people. You actually give it to people who need it. Uh, but if you need to find them, just check out the, go to www.tkbevents.com or check them out on Twitter. Um, at event one on Twitter. Yes, um, and you get all the information you need. Okay, guys, it's been an amazing Friday Radio special. What have I missed? What have I missed? Uh, yeah, so uh, let's see. Don't forget uh, to check out my blogs, um, Alexandra and her naked thoughts at www.alexacurgy.net. Yes, um, at alexacurgy.net. 
yes, and you can get um, what's it called? You can read out all my posts. Yes, don't forget uh, I write about love, life, inspiration, sex, reality. It's all about my unfiltered, random weekend. And yes, Ask Alex Talk Therapy is available every Friday to Sunday. So if you want, if you need clarity, right? Uh, you can visit my booking page. Uh, just go to my official website, www.alexperger.me, and of course, click Ask Alex. And um, visit my, just click on booking page, and you can visit my booking page. Or you can just go directly to my book, booking page, sorry, AskAlexTheFitMore.com. And um, yeah, you can book a session, and we can have a one-on-one virtual talk therapy. Okay, guys, uh, have you downloaded my mobile app? Yes, the Alex Apology. Free Android mobile app is available at the Google Play Store. Don't forget you can download it there. Ah, what else? <laughs> and you can't put everything else that I'm involved with. Uh, let me see, what have I missing? Oh, yes, our webinar. The Naked, uh, the naked uh, Challenge 102 is coming very soon. If you miss 101, you can still sign up and get free access to watch the live video recording. Um, so we'll come back same time next week on Talk Wednesday, a Friday radio special. Uh, I absolutely, absolutely love you for listening. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.